Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. There, talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the holiday edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan, along with my tag team partner, the rogue of wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. How you doing, Newman? Oh, man. It's Christmas already? <laughs> yeah, we we sat down for three hours on Christmas and watched Raw, remember? <laughs> man, who the fuck actually... Went out there and actually, well, I guess there were some people from Chicago that apparently went, that, to, that went, that went to the arena, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at yeah. least it's, I'll, I'll give them credit. It's like, it starts at eight, right? So you can be done your Christmas dinners by that point and uh, need something to do. So going to Raw, but still the three hours part. I suppose, but I feel like I would rather just hang out. Well, I don't know. I guess if I don't have any friends or family, then, well, I don't, I never go into a wrestling event alone. I don't know. Yeah. Who the, who the fuck's like? I would rather just be at home, unless I have yeah, no I mean, friends or I have no family, but I have friends, and all my friends are wrestling friends, and they all don't have families to be with, so we're all just gonna go hang out at Raw. Yeah. So like, if if me and you, all of our families die, and they have another Christmas Raw, let's go to Raw on Christmas. Well, next year it'll just be SmackDown. They're doing this shit again? Well, I mean, I'm just saying that... All right, well, I hope they Christmas have the fucking common sense or whatever to fucking tape this shit next just time. Just tape, yeah. Do, uh, do what yeah. fucking ROH did. Just tape the shit. It's fine. Yeah. And they had a very entertaining episode this week. Yeah, that was fun. The Christmas 10-man tag? Yeah. That was fun. Do they do that every year? Is that a tradition? I think they did it last year. I, or some... It was a similar type match where, like... You open presents to find out your opponent or something like that. Something similar to what they did this year. Yeah, because I feel like they did make a mention to that type of gimmick. You're right. Yeah. Where, like, it was either the type of match was revealed via a present or mm -hmm. the person's opponent, something. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, great episode. <laughs> and we got the, uh, I really like there was that whole rules is rules moment. Forcing <laughs> Cody to have to interact with Marty Scroll there for a little bit. Yeah. What did, what did you think of that little tease? I liked it because I thought it was just a tease enough of if the Bullet Club breaks up, this could be an amazing match. Um, but also showed that they're not quite ready for that. So I thought it was this mm -hmm. nice balance. Right, yeah. I think they definitely got a lot of time for both of those guys in Bullet Club. But I, I feel like I definitely would see... I could see Cody leaving Bullet Club at some point, like them kicking him out similar to Adam Cole or... You're maybe him leaving. Yeah, because you could have the storyline now. He's lost the title, right? So mm -hmm. if you have him go and fight for the title multiple times and lose it, uh, they could be like, you're a failure. You haven't gotten the title back. And mm -hmm. 
gives them plenty of reason to kick him out. Right. That could make a lot of sense. Because I really can't see... I I mean, unless Marty gets... Uh, I mean, Marty's great, don't get me wrong, but I don't really see his gimmick like outside of the Bullet Club, so that's the only reason I can't see him separating from them. Well, I mean, he was he was kind of doing it before he was in there, so he could kind yeah, of... Yeah, true. But, yeah, I, I definitely feel like he... The the he, villain has really become Bullet Club, like... Yeah, you know, he's the, he's the type of guy that, like, say, for example, if there was ever to be some sort of split, or if they wanted to, like, if Kenny Omega was going to leave, like, I could see Marty Skrull being the kind of guy that could take over Bullet Club. Hmm. I could also see him, like, if he got kicked out too, just revamping his gimmick or something like that. I think he is very mm-hmm. talented in that sense. True. And I don't even think he would really need to revamp it that much. You would just have to get rid of the Bullet Club imagery, but uh, yeah. he's still just the villain. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still uh, the guy who always beats Will Ospreay. <laughs> you know, so... I don't know. I, I, I could definitely see at some point... Like Bullet Club splitting up. Oh, or maybe definitely. there being the split of like Bullet Club that stays in New Japan, and then there's the Elite that is going off and doing their own thing, which would be you know, like Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Adam Similar Page. to like the NWO and then the Wolfpack. Right. Yeah, Marty Scarl and Cody. So I don't know. I, I feel like they could go a couple different directions with things. Mm-hmm. But mm, that's, that's such what's a... great about that gimmick is you don't know what they're doing or where they're going and they're always entertaining well i don't know about always but a lot of the time for sure (laughs) very true but uh we also got on that roh episode there was the debut of simon grimm yes what did you think formally i think he fits great into ring of honor uh his style in wwe like besides the vaudevillain gimmick of the chain wrestling he was very good at. And so I think he fits in the Ring of Honor style in that way. Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, this is the better place for him to be for sure. Yeah. Where he can really be respected and admired for his superior grappling. Yeah, and I feel like I see him as kind of like ROH's uh, replacement for Bobby Fish. Because mm. of the mustache? Similar mustaches <laughs> and, and similar styles as well. So Totally. Because they're, uh, they're and very I, purist. Yes. And so I would love to see him. I think he's going to do great in ROH. I could eventually see him making the trips over to New, New Japan with that relationship there. So I think he he's made a really good move. Although, speaking of a move, I want to go over to NXT real quick. So you t- bringing up Bobby Fish uh, was making me think, like, out of the guys, I think at least so far, from what they've presented out of the Undisputed Era, I'm kind of most impressed with Bobby Fish. I think he's been looking pretty good. He's- yeah, I'm surprised at the personality, right? Like, right. like yeah, it's really coming out a little. He's been, yeah, that's his biggest criticism in Ring of Honor and in the Independence was always, does he have the personality to make it to WWE? Because out of those three guys, Adam Cole got a singles run and Kyle O'Reilly got a singles run. And I think towards the end of his ROH run was really where we got to see Kyle's uh, personality really come out. And Bobby had a slight run with, like, say, the TV title and stuff like that. But I don't think he really got to show it. And I think he's been showing it with the Undisputed Era. And I think it's being with Adam Cole and Kyle and just being in that comfortable position. Mm. 
That makes sense. You know, there is a lot to be said, too, for these guys and their familiarity. Mm -hmm. And I I wonder, too, like, so for for example, you know, if they ever want to do something different with Seamus, because I hear that there are some rumors that Seamus may or may not be retiring. Yeah. Is that... The True. rumors going around is that he's got spinal stenosis, which is the mm-hmm. same thing that ended Stone Cold's career and Edge's. Mm-hmm. Um, the latest I heard was, I think, last week's, so before the Christmas holiday, um, podcast on uh, the Edge and Christian show. Edge said he reached out to Seamus, but wouldn't confirm anything of mm-hmm. whether he, ha- he had it or not. So, Yeah, he's he's probably got it. But, uh, you know, so then if that leaves uh, Cesaro without a tag team partner, maybe they uh, bring in old Cassius Ono. Maybe reform yes. the Kings of Re- Wrestling. Kings of Wrestling, the one of the greatest tag teams in Ring of Honor history. Uh, just so dumb. And they would be so great on the main roster of WWE because they're both taller guys, bigger guys. Um you could have Cassius just be the the big guy kind of, and have Cesaro be the guy that's able to like run and keep up with the smaller guys and things like that. So yeah, well, it's like it's the same dynamic he has with Sheamus, just that Cassius is yeah. better in the ring. So it's just, <laughs> yeah. uh, just a better Very Sheamus. <laughs> like there you go. Well, it just is so long as Cassius doesn't wear tight clothing, then <laughs> right? Or at least the right color. He needs to wear black. Yes, you know, not not that white shit. Jesus, no. Get rid of those white basketball jerseys. Yep. Um, but yeah, and then we could have matches against them, and then the Undisputed Era going up against each other. That could be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Can you imagine that? Kings of Wrestling versus uh, Undisputed Era? Or I guess uh, yeah, Red Dragon would really be the, the callback. Yes. Uh, up on the main holy roster. Holy crap. I think every Ring of Honor fan would love that, right? Because, mm-hmm. yes, it'd be a callback, but also be a great just match in general. Although, you know what uh, match was the worst this week, I gotta say? Cena and Elias. Man, <laughs> that just fucking wouldn't die. <laughs> just stop. Stop hurting me. It's like, have you seen the fucking uh, meme where it's like Michael Jordan coming on there? He's like, stop. Get some help. <laughs> like that's what I was thinking the whole time oh, with the this old match. Drug just, commercials, right? Yeah, the old commercials. Like, just stop, get some help. Just don't do this match anymore. Oh my god! Now, who who did you pin that on? Did you pin that on Cena or Elias? I mean, it's it's both of their faults, dude. Like, yeah. Cena should be better than this at this point in his career, and so should Elias. Mm-hmm. Like. You guys should be able to put on a better match than that. Sorry. Yeah, because Stone Cold recently had Elias on his podcast, and I didn't realize he was down in the Performance Center for, like, three years. So, he's been training a long time before he got up to the main roster. I mean, I don't don't think I could really point out any Elias match that I've really been impressed with, either. That's true. Like, at at best, he's serviceable. Like, he... Because the thing that he has going for him is he has a decent look. Like, he's got a good presence. Because, mm-hmm. like, I will say this. When he was having the back and forth with Cena before the match, like, I was surprised at how well he kept his presence. Because a lot of guys kind of cower a little bit before Cena. Yeah. But he really just kind of was like, 
I don't give a shit. Like, and he was kind of right there with him. So I was, I was with him with that. But yeah, man, this yeah, match is pretty Cena's bad. Yeah, and Cena's trying to do that, right? He's trying to test guys. Like, mm-hmm. if I push you, push back. And so I think he passed that test, so to speak. Right. And so, yeah, I think he's, I don't know, there's just, he's not really there very interestingly in the ring yet. So having this long a match was, I think, a bad call. And especially because it didn't really do that much for him, really. So, you know, just have Cena beat him a couple minutes quicker. Just try to get the crowd a little happier instead of getting to the point where they're chanting boring and CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk. Always. That chant will never, ever die. <laughs> that and the what chant, right? Yep. That'd be great if they could just, like, do dueling chants at some point. There's just the what and CM Punk chants. What? CM Punk. What? what? CM Punk. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Elias, I've, he's gotten a little better, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm still disappointed with a guy like Cena where he's been, I don't know, the more and more that I watch New Japan where, like, everybody is, like, competent in the ring – and then when you see a guy like Cena who was on top for so long and the fucking shit quality of matches he was producing, like, it just makes me mad all over again. Like, it brings me right back to 2010. And it's like, oh, this fucker. Like, this is your main event. John Cena versus The Miz main event at a WrestleMania. That's a disgrace from a wrestling standpoint. Are you fucking the, the kidding rock- me? With The Rock as a special enforcer, I think, right? The, yeah, the guest referee, I think. He, or wait, was he the guest referee or no? Yeah, you're right. No, he I think like, um, just a, he was just an outside enforcer. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Fucking disgusting, man. Like, the fact that he can only have a good match when somebody else carries him to a good match. Like, he can't elevate anybody. Like, Cena really fucking sucks. Like, he's only the last couple of years he's started to get a little better. Like, I think mm-hmm. when he had those couple of uh, the open uh, open challenge with the U.S. title, that was all right. But, like, he was – yeah, that was all right. But he still had a good amount of help there. He's going up against, like, guys like Cesaro and That's Sami true. Zayn. That's true. Exactly. It was like Sami Zaro. Yeah, Sami Zaro. Sami Zaro. Sami Zaro and Cezanne. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm just fucking everything up. That would be a good tag team too. Maybe Cesaro can join up with uh, just to dump Sheamus and go with uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. You can just have like all the like ROH indie guys just band together and make an ultra stable <laughs> that are pissed off at management. Just call it the uh, uh, what is it called? Call it like the Ring of Honor stable. Just like don't even try to hide it. Yep, just Adam Colt, like the entire Undisputed Era's in there. Get Roderick Strong in there. They're all just like, fuck this shit. We're the Ring of Honor stable. No, that'd be bad. Because you know what uh, WWE would do? They would just call them the Vindal and Midget Brigade and then just have uh, like Cena kill them all in one gauntlet match or handicap match. Just attitude after attitude adjustment. He would just he would stack all like all ten of them up on his shoulders at one time and just attitude adjust them all at once and then pin all of them. Like he did with Wade Barrett and all those chairs. Oh my god. Smack down the tower of chairs on him and bury them forever. 
Well, no, remember, put the cart over him and then drop down all the chairs. That's right. Or, you know, maybe maybe someday if they ever want to get rid of 205 Live, that's what they'll do. They'll just have Cena kill everybody in 205 Live. You just see him up in the uh, rafters throwing chairs down. <laughs> yeah, that's how John Cena turns heel. He just becomes this rafter dweller. And instead of, like, coming down from the rafters like Sting, he just stays up there and throws chairs down at people. Like an evil Donkey Kong. An evil Donkey Kong. Well, like in reference to the old uh, Mario game where you have to jump yeah. over the barrels. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, he's just up there shirtless, mad, like, in between bouts of fucking Dickie Bella's brains out. He just throws chairs down into the ring. <laughs> After rapping. There you go. He just combines all of his past gimmicks together. Oh. And then whenever people start looking up at the Raptors for him, he just starts yelling, you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> then he even pulls out the, uh, when he used to, when he was the prototype, and he would do the rewind thing. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. <laughs> And then every single one of the chairs would have a ruthless aggression written on it. <laughs> what are you here it, for? Ruthless aggression. Actually, some of them would have ruthless aggression, but then some of them would have hustle, some of them would have loyalty, and some would have respect written respect. on them. <laughs> I just hit you with respect, fool. Oh my god. There you go, WWE. Uh, Donkey Kong, rafter-dwelling, chair-throwing John Cena. It's the new... Perfect gimmick. That's, that's how you get the crowd to get back onto his side. That's how, man, Cena would get so over if he fucking threw chairs with the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That, I don't know. That, I'm going to ask you the fan question of the week right now. Because it okay. fits in. Because that may be one of the most insane ideas I've ever had on this podcast. Uh, and the question of the week in, uh, in lieu of Miz being voted or given the title of Wrestler of the Year by Rolling Stone, who, in your opinion, are the best and worst wrestlers of 2017? Okay. Uh, any certain number or just who just I think who's of? Your, who's your best? Who do, you, who do you think was the best? Who do you think was the worst? Or, like, I don't know. I guess we can throw out a few names if you don't have, like, a singular. Yeah. Because um, it's hard to so... nail down exactly one, right? Yeah, uh, so I would definitely throw out AJ Styles. Uh, I would definitely say I AJ think... Styles definitely is a very good contender up there because like, he had a lot of good matches in the main event and the mid-card. Yeah, like, uh, I think he's excelled. had the the best year for WWE wrestler, right? Uh, I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, because like, even on Raw, like nobody really carried that brand in the way that AJ Styles really like carried the brand of SmackDown, even when he was mm-hmm. the mid-card champion. Yeah, and think about it. He was drafted to SmackDown, like, pre the level he's at now. So, and then mm-hmm. rose up to that level and then carried the brand within 2017. Right, yeah. And I, I do like, there was a really cool symmetry, and I think he, he mentioned in a promo sometime this week where he, he started the year as champion, and now he's ending the year as champion. Mm, I hadn't thought about that. Wow. Because, like, he, he ended up losing the title to uh, Cena at Royal Rumble, which was in January. Yes. So, like, he did start the year, and then he, like, you know, went down, was in the doldrums, got the U.S. title, and then he's come mm-hmm. back up. So he has kind of had this really great, like, ascension back to the top in this yeah. year. So he's had a really good year. Yeah. Uh, 
so the, I'll just go by companies then. So I think AJ for WWE, uh, Kenny Omega, obviously. I think um, just having multiple matches of the year and then starting out 2018, he's probably going to have match of the decade with Chris Jericho. Uh, and then obvi- I think Cody Rhodes. Hmm. Uh, able to leave WWE and then just kill it. Like, kill it beyond all, I think, expectations that anyone had for him on the independent scene. Yeah, actually, you know, that's, I think that's a very good case, too. I think Cody Rhodes might be up there for wrestler of the year, too, because, like, you know, going out there the way that he did, not only uh, raising up his career with the way that he, like, won the ROH title and the defenses he had, but then along with him, bringing ROH the company and the title, I think, with him. Like, he raised the prestige of the title. He, mm-hmm. you know... Like the company was doing really well in this time, like they've grown. Yeah, so. uh, they had what, like a four thousand people event here for ROH. Yeah, it was something like that, and then you know Broke now they're, they're you know, yeah, still ambitious, but they're talking about doing like the ten thousand seat arena. Yeah, like, you know, not with like on their own, so mm-hmm. with no company backing. Yeah, so I yeah I I think maybe Cody Rhodes might be the answer in a lot of ways. He, he might be the best wrestler of the year because, like, he's just not just had, like, a good story or a good match, but, like, done a lot for the company he was in and mm-hmm. really, like, wrestling as a whole. So, yeah, I I think I might tip it to Cody Rhodes. Yeah, uh, but you could also, on that same thinking, right, of helping the company, I think Kenny could also get that argument, too. Um, That's true, with helping New Japan. Yeah. Helping bring New Japan over to having a successful uh, set of shows. Not even just one, multiple shows in the United States. Granted, within one weekend, but still. Right, and then even to support your argument further, like even a lot of Cody's success does come on the back of like him being part of Bullet Club, and so much of Bullet Club's success is because Kenny Omega is doing so great. Yeah, as its leader. And then, so. oh, hold on, they're all connected. And who brought, who started the ascension of Bullet Club? AJ Styles. Mm. Way back when. There you go. So that to be one of the top wrestlers of this year, you have to be have been in the Bullet Club at some point. Yeah. You have to be in Bullet Club for, for, for life. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyone else you can think of? The only other person I was going to maybe throw in that hat would be uh, maybe even a guy like Naito. Because he's had a really mm-hmm. great ascent of like having beat Tanahashi. At Russell Kingdom and you know, yes. getting the win in the G1 climax, so that you know he's set. I like. I, I do want to get into some Wrestle Kingdom 12 predictions really quick, even if, even if it's pretty quick. But yeah, man, Naito has got to fucking win that title. If he doesn't win the title, that's that's crazy. That's another. That's been a year plus long storyline. That's like fucking years long. It's his career long storyline. Yes. This is the time to pull the trigger. Well, because he's always been in that, like, Naito has kind of been in that underneath spot. And then it was within the past couple of years that he started getting these main events and really bringing his career to a fruition. Yeah, and, well, so, and especially now with, like, the last year of, like, putting together uh, Los, Ingen, Los Ingernables the, yeah. in Japan. Like, you got the stable behind him and the stable's getting over as fuck. Like, he's over as fuck. He's got the shot. Let's do it. And actually, it was interesting. I was listening to um, 
another show talking about like Wrestle Kingdom, and somebody had the idea. I think it would be really interesting, of like uh, you know, because Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho is like the semi-main event for Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So a way to kind of even have because uh, they they announced that as a no DQ, as the like part of the stipulation. Yeah. So a way to sort of take advantage of that in maybe a very interesting way, and tie into Naito's story would be. The way that match concludes is that Naito actually crashes it with his group with Lij, and they actually like just beat the shit out of Kenny Omega, throw Chris Jericho on top of his body, and say like you know because they're labeling this as the co-main event. Yeah. And a lot of Naito's story was the whole denied main event back at Wrestle Kingdom Eight. So they could take out the other main event, right, saying like "fuck say- you, you're not the main event. I'm the only main event." <laughs> like, you know, dude, Naito would have major heat. And then, especially if on top of that, then, like, he beats Okada. Yeah. <laughs> After that. Man. And, and does does some heel stuff to beat him, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be delicious. Um, to, to discuss, though, New Japan's success of 2017, uh, all you have to do is look at the, the access coverage that they've mm-hmm. been getting. So right now, if you turn it tune into Access, I think they're pretty much running like twenty four seven, New Japan pro wrestling stuff, leading up cool. until Wrestle Kingdom, which they will be broadcasting. I think within a day of, so Wrestle Kingdom is January fourth, so I think on the fifth, they're showing, uh, their version of Wrestle Kingdom. Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess since we've already talked about it a little bit, I might as well just kind of go through any other more important predictions. There are really not that many other I wanted to get to because I think that I don't know if they're going to do that. So I think that probably Kenny Omega will just beat Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Naito's just got to win that fucking title oh, yeah. of Okada. Because Okada's also had it so long that like Naito having it opens up a lot of options. Yes, you open up do. way more storylines. Right. And like I, w- I didn't... I don't know. I think Jay White might probably win this title off of Tanahashi because Tanahashi's hurt. Tanahashi's hurt. He's also held the Intercontinental for a good amount of time now. Um, It would be a huge boost to Jay White, who's definitely an up-and-comer in New Japan, so it would make all all the sense in the world. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of title changes because then I think that the tag titles are changing hands too. Like I think that Sonata and Evil are going to take it off of the Killer Elite Squad. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's also going to be an amazing match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we I also have just like... have... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say we have the singles match of Cody versus Kota Ibushi. Which I definitely seemed like it would have been a lock for Cody before because it was for the title, but now that yeah. it's not, uh, I don't know. I I feel like I could see Kota winning this, for sure. Yeah. And... Uh, another one, I think, who's been kind of lying... Kota Ibushi has been like lying in the brushes of uh, New Japan. Just because he's found more success in other Jap- Japanese uh, companies, mm-hmm. but I think now he's starting to see his star rise in New Japan. Well, with it, with him bouncing around and stuff like that, like that obviously has his advantage. But like, I, I think he's gonna find that unless he settles down somewhere, he's not gonna get pushed all the way. Yeah, you know. But so I think New Japan is trying to like show him, like, look, if you stick with us, <laughs> <laughs> we will make you a star. Yeah, because I mean the crowd is fucking into him, so. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I think they totally should. This would be a good launching point, too, you know? Yeah. 
Because Cody's over in Japan, so. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have the four-way for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, this one's Uh, one's hard, because I I feel like Marty Skrull could hold on to it, but I could definitely also really see uh, Hiromu getting this, because I could see LIJ kind of just, like, taking over. mm -hmm. So they're claiming they, they have all the championships. Yeah, because you've got the tag titles, if you've got the junior heavyweight title, if you've got the mm-hmm. heavyweight title. Got, got the vision unlock. It's like the Usos. Yeah. Welcome to the LIJ penitentiary. I think that LIJ is, the, I think, the only like title they don't have a shot at is the six-man tags, right? Yeah, I guess they would have to. Unless, you know, I guess they could always have people hold multiple titles, but that... They probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, there's only like five or so of them. Well, there's Naito, there's Takahashi, there's yeah. um, Sanada. Evil and Sanada. And Evil and Bushi. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just them. Maybe there's somebody I'm forgetting, but I think it's just the five. Because they had think... never open weight six titles and they just lost in the Bullet Club. Yeah. Which yeah, there's some sort of crazy gauntlet match with like all sorts of teams in there. So yeah, it's let's see, it's Bullet Club Chaos, uh, Michael Elgin and War Machine, Suzuki Gun, uh, Taguchi Japan, yeah, all those guys. Man, Michael Elgin and War Machine. Yeah, that's gonna be a monster team, man. That's gonna be a fucking hard team to beat. I wonder how that's gonna be set up with like who comes in first and stuff like that. Like with it with the champion, like would you book that? Would it make sense to have the champions start or the champions end the gauntlet match? I think it depends on the champions. So right now it's Bullet Club. So I think you kind of want to get have them go in later so that they get the heat of not having been in the whole match. But if it was a face team, you'd want them in there the whole time to be like, look, see, they can last through everybody. Right. That makes sense. Just with like uh, the Royal Rumble, which um, <coughs> is coming up. Man. Are you excited for the Royal Rumble? It's my favorite pay-per-view of the year. And it'll mark our two-year anniversary. That's why we started with the Royal Rumble. We, it was coming up, and we were both like, hey, it's our... Because <clears throat> it's, it's one of your favorites, isn't it? Yeah, I, I fucking love the gimmick of the match. Yeah. It's fun. So we both said, we're like, oh, we both love talking about it. That would be a good place to start off. Yeah. So at this point, we've had another... We're creeping another week closer. Who do you think's... Who's your who's your thought for the Royal Rumble this year? I think Owens or Zayn has a shot at it. Ooh. You think so? Yeah. Cuz I think they're they're getting featured very heavily on the SmackDown side, so Do you have a I'm Well, who who did you say before? I said Nakamura and I'm still holding faith. Okay. A Nakamura. Although I was I was reading some things and I I don't know if this would have any indication that there was quickly some rumors that maybe Cena was going to win because he was also the betting odds favorite, but then there was oh, also God quickly damn. a lot of stuff saying that Cena was going to be in some other match and that he was maybe not even going to be in the Rumble. Yeah, I can't see him. He's because he just can only make appearances every once in a while because he's still filming this Bumblebee movie. So, right, and like the. I guess like part of the rumor and the idea would be that like Cena would lead up to a match with Styles, and the story would be that he's going for the record breaking 
title win because last time he got the record tying with Flair. Yeah, now he's, he's, a, he's a six time, sixteen time champion. So right, and you know, think about it too. The last time that he won the title, he won it off of Styles. Mm. So then Styles could be like, "Well, I'm not going to let him beat me again." You know, that could be kind of the storyline, like the redemption on his part, because like Styles has beaten so many other guys, but then Cena's kind of been. The one who's still like, yeah, because Styles has beaten Cena, but not every time. Yeah. Yeah, like not completely consistently. Like Cena's won a lot too. Yeah, they actually have been pretty even, right? It's kind of been back and forth. Yeah, it has been. Like, that's my feeling of it too. It's very, it's kind of the way they ended up treating Punk towards the end too. Like, Punk and Cena were pretty equal. Like, I feel like Styles and Cena are pretty equal mm-hmm. in the way they've been back and forth. Um, but yeah, like, cause if they weren't going to do Styles and Nakamura, I would actually be kind of cool to do that storyline. I'd like to see that match. I'd yeah. rather see Styles and Nakamura for sure. Yeah. But like, I can definitely think of worse things. Like I could see them fucking doing like, let's five Baron Corbin and AJ Styles for the WWE title. Like, you know, they could do shit like that. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. It seems like they're not as high on Corbin lately, right? Yeah, I mean, he's already out of the U.S. title tournament, so. Yeah. That says anything. Which, uh, Speaking of which, did you see the bracket for that? Yes, and I'm thinking Bobby Roode has got it. I Yeah, you're probably right. Because this is also a really weird choice, I feel like, because we have, all right, so obviously Roode advanced over Corbin. Yeah. And Mahal advanced over Dillinger. But then on the other sides of things, we got Ryder and Mojo in a rematch, which mm-hmm. whoever wins that is fighting Rude, which... I think it's going to be Mojo. Yeah, traditional WWE booking would tell you it's Mojo, because then they would have another face versus a heel. But at the same time, I, I feel like it kind of would be smart, maybe, to have Ryder get like a sneak win here, because then Mojo can come out and fuck him up to make him lose to Rude. Mm. Or fuck him up like before the match, and Rude just gets a bye. Although that might get Rude some heel heat. <laughs> yeah. Or like maybe Mojo comes out and like fucks him up. It's like, I'm taking your match anyway, bitch. And I don't know, like somehow Shane okays it as like part of his heel turn. Because that's that's some murky weird water too, is like who's turning heel between Shane and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, true. Because they both seem to be hinting at it, but no one actually doing anything yet that's full on a heel turn, right? Yeah. So we got that on the one side of the bracket, and then the other side we've got uh, Xavier Woods is going to be fighting Aiden English. That's an odd one. That is so weird. Like I, I, I am beyond fathom that they put that match together. Because how is it not Big E versus Rusev? Yeah, right. It's like they went, hmm. We have these two tag teams. Which people out of these two do we want? And then they picked Xavier Woods and Aiden English. Yeah, I don't know. Very weird, but I mean, I'm not not saying this match is going to be a bad match, but I just can't believe that it was like it's so weird that they would pick that. But whatever, maybe they're saving. Yeah, it's just a, maybe it's not a bad match. It. It's just odd, right? Yeah, it's just really odd. Um, but I feel like we'll probably see Woods win here. I'm guessing because then I don't know. I feel like maybe they're more comfortable with like the idea because whoever wins here is probably going to lose to Mahal, unfortunately. So maybe they didn't want Big E to lose to Mahal, so they're like, let's have Woods lose. Because maybe that maybe that's the thinking behind this. Yeah. 
is like they want to have Woods lose to Mahal, but they don't want to have Woods beat Rusev. So they're going to have Woods beat Aiden English so that Xavier Woods can eat the pin against Mahal. So that Mahal can go up against Ryder in the, in the or not Ryder, geez, Rude in the finals, probably lose. And then he can have more Rude and Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what they're doing. Man, you know what would have been way more interesting? If they just had fucking Rusev wreck this tournament. Because he is over as fuck right now with that Rusev Day gimmick. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, I think it's more over than he even was in his former gimmick with uh, Lana. Oh, yeah. This is... Well, at least right now it seems to be way more over. Yeah. Like... I thought this was going to get over, but I didn't think it was going to get this over. Especially not this quick. <laughs> no thoughts on Rusev Day? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, it's over. Uh, I'd just be, I'm interested in where it goes from here, right? Right, because you could definitely do a tag run with them. You could definitely even have, I think you could just throw Rusev back into singles competition with Aiden English as the manager. You know, like, why not? Yeah, true. That's you know that's the other thing that I I don't know why they don't take more advantage of with these tag teams is that like you can have these guys be a tag team and a set of singles wrestlers, which is exactly what New Day has capitalized on. Yeah, I think I think they're getting there a little more, and I think they like I think they should do that more with Big E. Like I really do think that Big E should be having some more singles matches, but maybe we're working to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What else? What else is interesting this week? Uh, Ambrose is injured. Poor guy. Out. Seemingly passed until WrestleMania. Yeah, because it was a uh, was a torn Tri- ligament, I say tricep or something. Yeah. And there's nothing they could like. I think it's just rehab, right? I don't think there's any surgery or anything. I think they did say he went under like a surgery, but it was like it's already over, and now it's just a bunch of rehab. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's just gonna be out for a long ass time. But they they've already found his replacement. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Which, did you fucking hear the rumors that like they were considering Balor for this spot, and they fucking went with Jordan instead? Really? Yeah. I did not hear that. How Thank fucking, God! How fucking disappointing is that that they didn't go with Balor? Wait, for which spot? I, I think they should have had Balor be the guy in the spot instead of Jordan. I think he should be the tag team champion. Oh, I thought you meant for the whole Kurt Angle son storyline. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I I went over to Ireland once and I had <laughs> I had sex with this girl. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, no, okay, for the uh, to fill in for injured uh, Ambrose. Yes. Okay, then yes. Uh, I think Balor would have been the better better option. Because man, he's got zero fucking direction right now. Well, and did you see the things too about since Sheamus is banged up, the that's why they're not doing anything with Cesaro as a 
single star. They because they want Sheamus to be able to finish out his career as the tag team. Hmm. All right, that's fair. But I was thinking too, one of the other things that would have been really smart with Balor as the opposite for Rollins is you can play into the fucking history of like when Rollins was in there with the match where uh, Jesus, I'm blanking out his fucking name right now. Balor got injured when he won the Universal Title. Mm-hmm. And like play up that rivalry a little bit because that never really got resolved. Yeah. So that could be like a nice little thing that's just kind of lurking in the background of them being like tag team champions together. Mm-hmm. Because then, yeah, maybe at some point then Finn Balor could like turn on him and turn heel and go demon on his ass and be like, I'm going to injure you back for oh when you God. injured me. Finn mm-hmm. so needs to turn heel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been saying that for a long ass time. <laughs> Where's the, the Balor club? Ooh, but speaking of the club, because they've been pretty fucking shit this year, uh, we like, didn't finish have answering they our, our fan question because we didn't pick out the worst wrestlers of this year. Uh, who would you say is the worst of 2017? Who would I say is the worst of 2017? Hmm. So, I mean, the club might be in that running. They. Yeah, they've they, had some bad matches around like the holiday stuff. It's really sad that the best thing that those two guys have done since being back in the company has been the Southpaw regional wrestling stuff. It's been text too bad. Like, that has legitimately been the most entertaining thing they've done in this run. I mean, not to say that's bad. I fucking love Southpaw. Yeah, but but they haven't done anything in the ring, you're right. And I, mean, I guess you could, uh, you could partially blame that on booking, too, because they were booked like yeah. shit. I would throw Jinder in there. Yeah, you know what? I think the conversation ends there, right? Jinder a really huge has experiment fucking... that just failed. Because like, at least, like, they weren't trying to do anything with the club. <laughs> like, they were yeah, just putting them out true. there for whatever. Yeah, because the worst, the worst wrestler should be the person who was given the opportunity who fucking pooped on it. Yeah. Not somebody who just was shat on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Jinder was given the world and showed himself to be a uh, mid-card jobber at best. Mm-hmm. Which, like, so him being in this U.S. title tournament is like, yeah, this is exactly where he should be. Exactly, yeah, people are totally okay with him in that position. Yeah, like, this is the spot he should have been elevated into. Um, but yeah, this that WWE title run was a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sucks. Like, every single one of those matches was bad. The only one that was halfway decent was AJ Styles, and, like, AJ Styles can have a match with a fucking broom. So, mm. you know. Oh, who, you know who else we could throw into this conversation? How about Bray Wyatt? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Like, not a, like, yes, a part of his problem is the booking, because it's always built up, and then he, uh, whatchamacallit, like, just... Mm fizzles out in the matches because yeah, he loses. loses. But his his matches, though, have not been good. True, but, like, outside of... In the very beginning of the year, with his... Like, he had the one match with Randy Orton, which was just overbooked and pooped onto hell with, like, that stupid projector shit. And then oh, he God, that's horrible. Like, he really hasn't had very many opportunities. True. Well, he was injured for a while this year, wasn't he? 
Yeah, well, he was sick for a little bit, and then he... I think you're right. I think he might have been injured for a little bit. Like, did he get injured right after he lost the title? I think so. That might have happened. Yeah, because... You know what? Because actually, one of the other matches he was in that was really big, uh, when he was in the Elimination Chamber, people were fucking into that. He had a good yeah, showing in that match. True. So, I don't know. I, I definitely don't think... Maybe not yeah. worst. Jinder Mahal. You're right. Yeah. Jinder Mahal is the guy. He was the worst of 2017. So Cody Rhodes the best. Jinder Mahal the worst. <laughs> We've settled it. Good job, WWE. Like, every time Cody Rhodes kept saying to you guys, look, I think I should be doing something different, and you said no, and then he fucking left, and then Jinder Mahal, the guy who was about to open up a subway, you scooped him up out of the fucking gutter, threw the title on him, and he had the fucking worst wrestler of the year. <laughs> you guys really know what the f- you know what I was thinking about this the other day and I think this is a good analogy for my frustration and your frustration with a lot of WWE they are a movie full of like amazing fucking actors with like a really weird deranged director who doesn't know how to use all the talent <laughs> that's a really good analogy like it's I, I was actually thinking about this that Vince McMahon is very much like M. Night Shyamalan. He had his fucking time when he was brilliant as hell, and he has fallen <laughs> off the fucking wagon real bad. So, like, the Attitude Era was The Sixth Sense. Yeah, and The Sixth Sense and uh, Unbreakable. Summer of his own. Like, yeah. That, that was the Attitude Era. But then... It, <laughs> then all now like, we're, the Cena shit was, like, The Happening... Science. The signs, lady in the they water, like the, the fog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, shit. oh, what's what's this other bad one? The village. The village. This is this has been like the Cena era and stuff like that. Like that's that's what this has all been. Vince McMahon is the Shyamalan of wrestling. <laughs> You're welcome. Internet. I don't know. <laughs> fucking listening for the perfect comparison. Yeah, I don't know. It's that you know is what? the perfect comparison, though. I have I have a glimmer of hope with him starting this Alpha Entertainment thing, like that he gets distracted. Yeah, because like, what if he starts thinking like, you know what? I want to go conquer some other shit. So I'm just gonna leave WWE to Stephanie and Triple H. They can figure it out, and I'm gonna go do Alpha Entertainment. Like, maybe that's maybe that's what the start of this is. Maybe he'll, yeah, because like I mean, if if NXT is as independent as they keep billing it as, then I don't know. I I think I think, I think it's pretty much I think it's run by Triple H. Yeah, I would like to see it because I I do think that Vince has been out of touch for a long time, and I don't know. Like if he if he really is as uh best for business as he claims to be then i think that he should realize it's fucking time for him to step down i think he gets in the way more than he yeah helps at least from a creative standpoint and i mean i'm yeah, I'm not I a mean, fucking marketing guy i don't i've know heard shit, he's but. a i've heard he's a genius like at all levels when it comes to like marketing and stuff like that so if he wants to concentrate on that kind of stuff and how the business is run like internally go right ahead but i think He's stretched himself too thin at this point and needs to 
Even if it's just taking a break. Like, take a year off or something like that. He, he and Dolph Ziggler can go hang out in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how about that? No Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown. Yeah, they're they're running with the temporary relinquishment, which, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is all he's going to need, just a couple weeks off so that you can have this tournament. And the whole, I, I think it is interesting because you can have a tournament building up to whoever wins that is supposed to be the equal of Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, hey, look, he's better than, like, eight guys without him having to, like, beat every single one of them. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. If, if then, they go well, that route. You can, which... do, you can do the Shawn Michaels storyline, right, for WrestleMania 10. Have him come back and be like, you didn't beat me for that championship. Mm-hmm. True. Do you think they would delay it that long, or do you think he's going to – because I feel like WWE fashion is always to have these people come back Really oh, he's gonna like interfere in the finals match, right? Like either that, or he's gonna like be back at the Royal Rumble or something. Well, I don't know. They probably won't have the U.S. title match at Royal Rumble, but yeah, I don't know what they're gonna have room for at the Royal Rumble. You know, it, you're right. It probably will be in the fucking finals. He'll probably either show up during the match or like right afterwards, and then come out like with his U.S. title and be like, "Hey, uh... right now, I guess he didn't have his because he did leave it." So. Yeah, so he's just going to have to come back and just say, like, you never beat me for it. Yeah, just come down to the ring and just take it out of Bobby Roode's hands. Yeah. Like, oh, that's mine. Thank you. Yeah, there's only four matches booked right now for the Royal Rumble. Uh, The men's match, the women's match, uh, Lesnar versus Strowman versus Kane, and the to be determined match of the vacant United States Championship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and we only have three men announced so far and four women announced so far for the Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Hmm. I was thinking about the other match there too with like Strowman and Kane and uh, Lesnar. Yeah. I don't know. I keep thinking that. It would make the most sense, like, all right, Strowman can pin Kane here, win the title. Then you have the rematch with Lesnar at WrestleMania. You have building on the storyline of you never beat Lesnar, and the last time we fought, Lesnar actually beat you. But then you'd actually have a present champion for the next couple months. You could have a big defense at WrestleMania. Then you can let the Royal Rumble winner be somebody from SmackDown, Shinsuke Nakamura. (laughs) Like... I don't know. I think that makes the most sense. Especially, too, because fucking I don't want to see goddamn Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And if you had the fucking title on Strowman instead and something happened to Lesnar, then, like, you could always, I guess, do try and do, like, Lesnar, or not Lesnar, um, Reigns and Strowman. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What's your thought on that? On this match? I think Strowman Strowman has to win, win it, right? I really, I think so too. I think Strowman's getting pretty damn close to that point where like he has to fucking win the title, otherwise he's going to be one of those failed he, push guys. It's he has to do something, right? Because right. he, he's, I don't think he's close to it, but I think it's it's getting into the the uh, Bray Wyatt territory of mm-hmm. you keep building him up and he just keeps falling short, and if you keep doing that over and over and over again, he's the crowd's going to start to lose faith in him. 
So I think they think you know it's time to pull the trigger. There's no reason not to. And look, and you have a safety in there. Just have him pinned Kane. Then he's not pinning Lesnar. Lesnar still loses the title. Lesnar will be fine. Right. I think this really is just the smartest way all around. And yeah. Lesnar's had it all the way since goddamn WrestleMania last year. Like he's had it long enough. Yeah. There's because like if if they don't do that, then outside of Reigns, like who the fuck else is he even going to fight at this point? Yeah. And then too, like I mean, they have to know that shit is going to get booed. Like they can't do that match again. They, <laughs> they can't they do Reigns. They can't do fucking Reigns and Lesnar again. Like I think Strowman and Lesnar that'd be that'd be a good match to do. Have like Strowman defend and like successfully retain and beat Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Like, do it. That's a good match to do. And then you can do the rematch later. Yeah, and then you could do a rubber match if you want to, because then like yeah. they had the first one where Lesnar won. This would be the second one where Strowman wins. Then you could have another one. So, and, and now, you could have, have the ex- ne- have the next one be fucking loser leaves town and Lesnar's gone. Yeah. Have Strowman retire his ass. At least temporarily. Like, do whatever Godzilla does to whatever fucking other monsters destroying Tokyo and be like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) This is my fucking promotion to destroy and kill. Like, you know, actually, that, that similar vendetta or that similar problem, which they've actually very skillfully avoided is happening down in NXT with uh, Shayna Baszler coming in. Because mm-hmm. she is wrecking. She's going to fucking wreck house. Like, Oh, yeah. She's going to get she's that phenomenal. title. I like. I think she's going to actually win the title at Royal Rumble. I'd be surprised if she doesn't. Like at the Royal Rumble NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the takeover, yeah. Yeah. And at, so the thing I think it was really interesting that they did, which was really smart, and now makes some sense of something. Sony Deville getting called up was smart because now she's not in NXT. Because, man, if you put Sony Deville in that whole quote-unquote MMA gimmick up against, against Shayna Baszler, Shana. Yeah. Sony Deville's look like shit. Like, her gimmick would fall through the floor. Well, because Sonya was, uh, it was only like, she was like, I don't think she made it to the UFC. No, like, she didn't make it that far. And, yeah. and even, like, the Whereas, way that she sells in the ring is not anywhere near as good as Shayna does. Like, and, for well, translating. Shayna made it to the UFC and like won matches there and stuff like that. So, but even then, like you, know, you could be bad at translating it into wrestling. But Shayna sure. Baszler's really good. <laughs> so, yeah, Shayna Baszler would just make her look like shit. So it's good that Sony Deville's not there. Now it's just time to see if we can follow uh, if Ronda Rousey can follow in Shayna's footsteps. I feel like she probably will. Yeah. She was good in that scene at uh, was the one as the WrestleMania twenty twenty nine maybe or thirty. I was, it was the 30. one out on the West Coast. Uh, I don't know, maybe thirty one. Is is the one where uh, Rollins cashed in at the very end? Oh, okay, thirty one then. Thirty one, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, Rousey confronted uh, Stephanie, right? This is Steph, yeah, Steph and uh, Triple H. Because mm-hmm. the, they confronted The Rock. Yes, that's right. That's right. So yeah, I don't know. I think I think she'll do well. Yeah, she'll probably end up skipping right through NXT though too, which would make sense. Like she's kind of just a big enough celebrity that she goes straight after 
I'm guessing Charlotte. That'd be the match, right? Either yeah. That or Asuka? Ooh. I think you would want to do Charlotte first because the horseman, horsewoman thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, too. But then again, like the, if, if Asuka is still undefeated, that could be a really great story in of itself. Because then, you know, like, here's another way you could build it, too. Because, like, say if she goes after Asuka, then, like, even if, say, that she wins, say, for example, then you could do, like, say, if uh, they're on opposite brands, champion versus champion, sort of, like, as a kickoff for their feud. Like, maybe say they're both champions, say, like, SummerSlam or something. Mm-hmm. Then you could have Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, like, champion versus champion at, like, a SummerSlam. Yeah. And maybe that could kick off then at, like, you know, uh, Survivor Series is next year. Then they'll have, like, the horse women's four-on-four match. Something like that. So maybe it would make sense to hold off all that until then and have her come in. And her th- whole thing is, like, winning the Royal Rumble. And then being the one who defeats Asuka to end the streak. Because, I don't know, like, who who else would be a good candidate at some point to actually end Asuka's streak as undefeated? I think Charlotte or Rousey, right? Because, yeah, outside of Rousey, I, I can think of three names. Charlotte would be one of them. Yeah. The other two are big redemption stories. One would be Ember Moon. Ooh. And the other one would be Bailey. Ah, okay. Because, like, you know, Ember Moon having never beat her in NXT for the title and Bailey having, like, lost the NXT title to her. Sure. Ah, I like it. So, I think outside of them, like, those would be the other three you could build up. But, yeah, I don't know. Rousey, that would that'd be pretty astounding. And that would be a really a big match you could build, I think, for WrestleMania. Is that, like, you know, Rousey, obviously, fucking her name sells in of itself. And then Asuka being the undefeated women's champion. Yeah. Like, that could be big. Oh, exactly. It's almost like the WWE equivalent to her, right? Because Browsey went undefeated for so long. Yeah. But actually, I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to see how they match up size-wise, too. Because I feel like they'd actually be fairly similar in size. Yeah, I think I think Ronda would just be slightly bigger. Because Asuka's fairly short. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, body mass, I think they're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I've talked myself into a shoot. That's what I want to see. That's what I really <laughs> want to fucking see at WrestleMania. I think that'd be Well, huge. you really had that planned out. I was... <laughs> That's good. I, I fucking want to see that. Yeah, because if, if you... I mean, it would be good, I think, also to do... Rousey versus Charlotte, but that might be blowing the load a little too early. Like, I think you could build to that. Mm, uh, yeah, I agree. Right? Like, that's that's a more layered story, whereas Rousey versus Asuka is a very simple story. Mm-hmm. It's like the two undefeated women. Like, what's going to happen? One of them finally has to get defeated. Mm. Yes. Yes, I yes. see it now. Yeah, man, that would be good. That's the type of match, like, I don't think they could do it this year, but, like, that's the type of women's match, like, that they could try and headline WrestleMania with if they ever want to do that. Hmm. Very true. Um, yeah, let me see. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about from NXT was obviously fucking Johnny Gargano becoming the Yeah, holy contender. shit. 
That was a damn good match. Uh, did not expect that result either. I was, I, I don't know, I kind of had hope. I had faith that they would. Cause you and your faith. Well, in NXT, it actually gets rewarded. Yeah, like, true. <laughs> in New Japan and stuff like that, like, faith gets rewarded. It's weird. It's only in, like, WWE where they constantly just poop on you. <laughs> oh, you have faith in Dolph Ziggler? We're just going to have him ah, continuously ah, loose. Ah. <laughs> oh Whereas God. Triple H is like, hey, let's have this Johnny guy. Go on this losing streak so the fans go, come on, Johnny, you could do it, and then let's give him a win. But then even, too, like, the way they, like, put together the losing streak, like, if you're really smart and paying attention like we are, like, you can see the little snippets of, like, it's a planned thing. It's yes. not just like, eh, fuck Johnny Gargano. Like, they were obviously at least planning for the comeback with Champion. I think things have just sort of lined up that it's like, hey, you know, why don't we just use that momentum and have him win? Yeah. Or at least go towards the NXT title. So, like, things have worked out fucking perfectly. But, like, oh yeah, they seize those opportunities and actually do something with them so much better. And I'm excited for this. Like, mm-hmm. I am really excited for this. I, this is going to be the fucking NXT championship match. I, like, I think this is the NXT championship match since Sami Zayn and Neville. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that was a damn good and quintessential NXT championship match of like the real final like long term feel good the baby face is finally going to get the big win that like we just haven't had in a long time because it's it's been so long it's always been like the the big guy that's come in just goes straight for the title right yeah and this is finally like a guy where it's like almost has been a little bit that too but he was kind of different because he was the heel and he's had this great run and that coincide with McIntyre getting injured but like this is it's been a really long time since they've really had like the spot where like the the baby face who's been there for a long time who has that real genuine connect like he is he's the second coming of Sami Zayn in NXT mm-hmm. I'm excited I'm excited are you are you excited for just this Joe I am excited for it I think we're definitely getting Johnny Gargano as the next NXT champion They have to be goddamn fools not to do it, right? Oh, exactly. Unless they were going to try and drag it out further, but I don't know. Do you think? Do you think it'd be smart to try and do something like that? Like say, uh, I don't know. Almost pulls out the win here somehow with some cheating shit, and then it leads to a rematch at the WrestleMania weekend. Like, I don't know. Do you think that, or do you think they should pull the trigger now? I think they should pull the trigger now. I think so, too. Because I think if you wait too long, then it's kind of like losing faith again. Right. And, you know, it. Like, I don't really think that... Honestly, I don't think that almost really needs that long of a title run. I think they just you know, keep plugging in a little bit more stuff that he can do here leading up to yeah. uh, Royal Rumble and maybe a little bit afterwards. And then, honestly, maybe he's probably going to head up to the main roster. Actually, you know what? That'd be another interesting thing. Like, who do, who else do you think might be getting called up in 2018? Like, who would be the NXT call-ups for 2018 for you? Amis. Um, who else is ready? I would say probably Aleister Black. Aleister Black. Uh, what am I blanking on? The name? Sanity. Sanity. Sanity and maybe Authors of Pain. Yeah. Um, 
but you also want to make sure any of these calls ups, I think you want to make sure you have people online to like take their place, so to speak, right? So you're not mm-hmm. taking out a whole division because like authors of pain and sanity right now are a huge part of the tag team division. So yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I think you'd have to space it out a little bit for when they go up, but then. I don't, I'm trying to think for tag teams. I don't think anybody else is really there yet. Um, maybe for the women, I'd probably say Ember Moon could go up this mm-hmm. year. Maybe Iconic Duo. Um, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, I guess, depending on how they want to do things with uh, Rousey. Because I, I could also yeah. see her being like a really long-term women's champion. Yeah, so like, I, I mean, Shayna, I'm saying like... For... Oh, go ahead. I'm going to say Shayna, like maybe by this time next year, right? Like, by the end of the year. Mm, yeah, because I guess the whole 2018. So, yeah. Shayna will probably be yeah. up then. I could see that. Yeah. That makes sense. Actually, that's mm-hmm. that's a pretty good set of call-ups. I think, yeah, it's like just a, it's a nice, healthy trickle-up into the main roster while not robbing NXT of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess depending on how the title run goes and stuff, maybe uh, Johnny Gargano, he might go up. But I could also see him kind of being in NXT like the whole year kind of thing. Uh, me too as well. And I really don't think that'd be a bad thing. Nope. I think he's doing just fine. Which I was I was thinking about uh, somebody else actually down in NXT and I wanted to get your thought on it because I know Roddy Strong is one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I, he's one of those guys that I just look at and I, I don't see them doing anything with him on the main roster. Like, yeah, I also, so I'm I, fine with him staying down there for now. I think uh, he's got to do something with this character down in NXT. Mm-hmm. And then once I felt more confident in that, then I would see him coming up. Because I, I honestly think he, there actually might be a better future for him down in NXT in the idea of like maybe him being like the gatekeeper kind of character. Like him being the guy in NXT that like you're not really able to leave NXT. Like you can't truly graduate until you get the sign of approval, like, until you've beaten Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of the gimmick I remember I was pitching for a little while for Ty Dillinger. About being, like, you have to get a 10 from Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Like, maybe you could do something like that with Roderick Strong, where he's just, like, the guy that's, like, yeah, he's... Unless you get the sign of approval from him, you're not really a fucking wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, I just I feel like he's he's just going to get vanilla midget syndromed up on the main roster, and they're just going to throw him maybe into 205 Live. I don't even know if he's the right size for that. But I feel like even if he's not on 205 Live, he might as well be. Like, that's how they're going to treat him. Uh, that's kind of the truth, right? Yeah, that's the sad truth. Because, uh, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of the same fears for, like, the Undisputed Era guys, unless they do something big. Yeah. Uh, I I agree with that. Hmm. I don't know. Well, hope for the best, I guess, right? Ain't that the truth. Was there anything else for you this week? That's it for me this week. Um, I covered a lot more than I thought we were going to. Um, but I think we killed it. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I really like going in-depth on stuff. Yes. Like, that's really fun to do. Yeah, we can go really in depth on it. Instead of just going, oh, this guy beat this guy. Cool. Yeah. Because like you can just uh, go read that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I talking uh, to you then? If I if I could just fucking read an article, like 
I want to talk to you because I want to get your thoughts on fucking why Shayna Baszler would fucking make Deville look piece of shit. Like, it's because really... she's just that good. She's... Yeah, man, she fucking choked the shit out of Kyrie saying, <laughs> "That poor girl." Um, but that's what she gets for acting like a pirate. So, right? It's like, oh, you want to act like a pirate? This is what fucking pirates were like, bitch. <laughs> they weren't these happy-go-lucky pirates of the Caribbean. I, you know, fenced together some turtles with some back hair and saved myself with a magic compass bullshit. They were, I'm going to choke you out, bitch, and steal your gold and drink your rum and take your title. Like, Shayna Baszler would be a straight-up fucking pirate. Jesus Christ. Like, I, like, there are very few women that I feel like I would actually be just, like, legitimately afraid of. But when I see Shayna Baszler, like, whew. Like, even though, like, I know that Ronda Rousey could kick my ass, like, she's not intimidating. You know what I mean? Yeah, Shayna does have that edge. And I think it's just come out with the WWE stuff. Yeah, man. Like, I'd be afraid to fight her, though. Like, I wouldn't be afraid to fight Ronda Rousey, even though I know I'd lose. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm uniquely retarded. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see the danger in front of you. Yeah, just like, oh, she doesn't look that dangerous. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit, she broke my arm. <laughs> She's dangerous. All right. So I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah, I think that's going to do it. Uh, So happy New Year's, everybody. Uh, We will see you in the new year. Uh, where we're going to cover everything that goes on with WWE, Ring of Honor, and then uh, a rundown of the Wrestle Kingdom card, because I think that'll happen by the time we record next. Uh, yeah, probably. And, yeah, check us out on social media, Super Smart Brothers on Facebook, Twitter, at Smart Brothers, Super Smart Brothers at gmail.com, and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and our original home of Podbean. Yep, and soon we'll be celebrating the two-year anniversary at the Royal Rumble this year where I will reclaim the Super Smart Brothers Championship. Yeah, keep telling yourself that.